To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. So if you're up for talking about it, to just start us off, I think listeners would really appreciate just hearing from you about your time at Willowbrook. You know, can you talk through some of what happened when you tried to help people and how the institution itself responded to that? What were the politics that you came into Willowbrook with and how did that shape the fight to close Willowbrook? And how did that also eventually sort of influence your approach to single payer? So let me start with a little bit of background. I went into medicine uh, because I had this heartful sense of the need to serve and to care and to comfort. And that has been a prevailing theme and a prevailing emotion throughout my entire life. You know, I'm 84 now and, and I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. When I was uh, when I when I finally decided that I was going to go to medical school, uh, and I figured out that I didn't have to study to be either a plumber or a businessman early on in medicine. I was very involved in working to humanize my medical school and uh, was able to seize control of the student government and organized first a Los Angeles uh, a region-wide a coalition of progressive health science students, including nursing, dental, public health, med tech, and of course, medicine, and then nationwide to put together a thing called the Student Health Organization, which was committed to ending the war in Vietnam. It was committed to supporting the struggle in the South, uh, the civil rights struggle, and primarily aimed at challenging the inhumanity and the alienation, the brittleness, the dehumanization in our medical school curriculum in order to move us closer to caring, comforting and caring and serving in a, a humble, subordinate role to the people that we were taking care of. And um, that led ultimately to my graduation. Uh, and, and, and then I did my internship at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, which was really a profound experience. There was roughly 400 physicians, you know, and, and, and 80 beds. It was the most remarkable regional children's hospital, one of them in, in the country. And this was in the 60s. Right? In the 60s, yes. Yeah. And then when I when I finished my internship, I proceeded to do my psychiatric uh, residency at Menninger's School of Psychiatry in Topeka, Kansas. And the situation there was was really what I walked into was horrendous. Uh, yeah. And the, this was Kansas, bloody Kansas, with the workers mostly of color. And, and the work that they were doing was remarkable and it was overwhelming. Everybody had to work two shifts because of the of the inhumanity of the work in this whole network of mental hospitals. And we organized a hospital seizure as a job action in 1968 in order to demonstrate the, the shortcomings of striking for health workers striking a health facility. And instead, the, the, the union, which was a brand new union that we organized, an AFSCME union, American Federation of State County Municipal Employees, Council 50, essentially uh, came in the, the, the afternoon shift and the night shift came in in the morning. And we notified the administration and all the hospitals and mental hospitals in eastern Kansas that we were going to take over administrative control because of bankruptcy of the administration and their uh, dehumanizing 
relationship, not only to the workers, but to the crowded uh, patients, except, of course, the private hospital, the Menninger Hospital, that had three workers per client, per patient, wow. mm-hmm. as opposed to the public hospitals, which were strewn across the VA and the state system and so forth. And that led ultimately to my having to leave Kansas after we won that. <laughs> there was a there was a warrant out for my arrest in order to plan our action as we were going along. Everybody had been arrested. So anyway, I, I came to New York and I, I spent a couple of years doing other work. I was involved very heavily with the Shakur family and, and working with the Black Panthers in the Eastern Seaboard with 40 of my confreres from the student health organization that showed up in New York at the same time, which was really incredible. I was two years older than everybody at the time. And, um, and that led to my needing to find a job where they wouldn't check my credentials. Uh, <laughs> You know, and so I had been trained in child development at Children's Hospital by the leader in the country at the time uh, that was a children's hospital. And and so going to Willowbrook State School, even though I knew that the institution was was potentially evil, was the, the likely place for me to go, given my my crazy life. <laughs> and uh, and and when I walked into that place, I was thunderstruck. I was utterly thunderstruck. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.